It's a complex world out there. It seems to take forever. There is disappointment, which is natural. Resilience is about hope. Most of our ideas come from just listening. Ask a courageous question. It feels good to be able to do something positive for people. You are a force multiplier. Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natale, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. Today's episode, we're going to talk about why are interest rates important and what exactly are interest rates. Uh, this has been making a lot of recent headlines. It sparked a lot of internal chatter here. Troutwood, we've received some external questions on what this means. Uh, two headlines in particular that I'll reference throughout this episode. The first, total debt in the U.S. just crossed 30 trillion dollars. That's trillion with a T. Uh, and the second headline that's candidly generated even more attention is you've maybe read or heard that the Federal Reserve is going to be increasing interest rates four times. And I shouldn't say going to be. Uh, the Fed puts out language to help um, us kind of get a, a pulse on what they are thinking. And they are thinking of raising interest rates four times in 2022. We're going to back into what that means. Uh, but first, what are interest rates? Interest rates are the price you pay to borrow, the cost of borrowing. And that's true whether we are individuals or businesses. There's two pieces to this equation. The higher the interest rate, generally the less that we can borrow, again, either individuals or businesses. And there's also a bridge to our credit score. Higher interest rates are generally reflective of us having a lower credit score and a lower likelihood of repaying debt. Some basic terms to know, principal is the amount that you borrow. So for a college student who's borrowed 15,000 in federal student loans uh, to attend, let's say, college of their choosing, the principal is $15,000 in that example. And that's what that, that number would be, that interest accrues off of would be the 15,000. The borrower is the one who pays interest. The lender is who receives interest. You, you know, in so many of my conversations, most of the students I talk to and in, in candidly working adults look at interest as something we pay. Interest is also something you can earn. And we'll talk about the savings component of interest in this episode uh, and ways that you can think of interest as, a, as an earning tool, not just an outgoing uh, liability. An individual or a business who has debt or who owes interest um, has an outstanding legal obligation. That's important. When you sign debt, be it a student loan, a mortgage, an auto loan, that first credit card, and don't pay it back in full, you are legally obligated to repay the money you borrow. There are consequences if you choose not to. We will talk about those consequences in a future episode. This episode is laser focused on interest rates and why they're important. Four money choices make up 96% of household debt in America. I'll repeat that. Four money choices make up 96% of household debt in America. Can you think of what those four are? Because when I hear that statement or when I read it, I immediately think, wait a minute. If I get those four choices correct, 
And these four choices are called the, the big four, that the 96% of our debt. Hmm. Maybe I can put myself on that path to financial independence. I believe the answer to that hypothetical question is yes. So let's back into those four. And I'm going to just jump over uh, here. So I'm sourcing where I'm getting this information from. I'm on the New York Fed's total U.S. household debt. That number is $15.3 trillion. I'm going to work from bottom to top in terms of uh, first addressing the 4%. So I started by saying 96% of our U.S. household debt comes from four sources. 4% comes from other, and that other comprises $0.42 trillion. Next is credit card debt, outstanding credit card debt in the U.S., which has been kind of flat, maybe dropping just a touch uh, over the last 10 years, is $0.8 trillion, $0.8 trillion. Next, auto loans, outstanding auto loan debt, $1.44 trillion. The number two source of debt, personal debt, student loans, totaling $1.58 trillion. And then the biggest, if you, if you guessed this, you were correct, are homes, mortgages, $10.99 trillion. And these numbers are all sourced as of the end of the third quarter of 2021. The New York Fed updates these numbers on a rolling quarterly basis. So we'll get the year-end numbers here uh, shortly on those. Again, New York Fed total household debt is the source of that information. What I want you, what I want the, the travel community and audience to think about is, okay, Gene just said four money choices make up 96% of our debt. And those four money choices were our homes, college, cars, and credit card. If you get those four choices right, you've taken a giant step. So we talk about the importance of having a plan. We talk about things like budgeting. Well, those are the big four. Uh, we, we could go down a tangent in this episode where we say, wait a minute, Gene, what if I set my save first goal using the Trowood app? What if I stick to that save first goal? And what if I get these four debt choices right? Well, then, yeah, we could fist bump and say, stick to that. You, you've really simplified your big money picture. And I think there's huge value in doing that. Specifically, how do interest rates impact you? Uh, it's kind of the second part of this episode that we want, want to dive into. In the most basic of terms, and I'd given the example of the $15,000 federal student loans to go to college. You know, for, for a college student audience, if you have student loans, well, it's afforded you the ability to attend the college of your choosing. And the return on that investment that you're making is a college education and a degree. College is unaffordable for most of us if it's uh, just involves handing over cash or writing a check for the total tuition room and board amount. So student loans allow us to get that college education pretty good trade-off. We'll do some deep dives into student loans. I don't want to kind of go um, too granular at the moment. Second obvious example is homes. The average home price in America is well into the six figures. That's a difficult dollar amount if you just want to write a check and say, here, I own the home. Mortgages allow us to own the home of our dreams and to pay it off over generally 30 years, some 15 uh, Hearing myself say that, I want to just throw in a, a tool to know if you have outstanding debt. If you sign a 15 or a 30-year mortgage, we constantly think about the minimum payment each month of that life of that debt, just so that you know there is no maximum payment. Uh, we can pay off debt in, in shorter windows than the terms generally suggest. So ways that 
these headlines, and I'm going to specifically zero in on the headline that I started with saying the Federal Reserve is looking to increase interest rates four times. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. The economy changes, uh, but we're going to assume the Fed sticks to that number. Four interest rate increases does not mean a 4% increase. When the Fed speaks in this language, they are generally talking about quarter point moves. So that's 25 basis points in finance lingo or a quarter of 1%. So four interest rate increases would equate to a 1% increase in interest rates. So if you're looking to buy a home a year from now, if you're looking to go to college in 2023 or 2024, something to think about. If you have outstanding debt and that interest rate is fixed on your student loans or on a mortgage, on an auto loan, there won't be an impact. Where will there be an impact? College students, if you have private loans with a variable interest rate, it's important that you call your private loan provider, ask questions, understand what will trigger the increases in that variable interest rate, understand if consolidation is possible, what is the cost of consolidating those loans. And then the second being homeowners with an adjustable rate mortgage. This is known as an ARM, A-R-M, adjustable rate mortgage. Understand what will trigger the increases in that home. As we wrap up, I want to I want to date myself here and date the importance of this conversation. Uh, I graduated Carnegie Mellon's Master's of Finance program in 2007. When I say 2007, I'm, I'm hopeful that that date triggers an historic event for much of our audience. It was the beginning of the financial crisis. And I attended CMU from 2004 to 2007, where we were taught that debt is a tool with the caveat, if used correctly. It is, it is worth studying that time period, 2007, 2008, 2009, to understand the impact of debt being used incorrectly. We wanted to just enter the conversation with this episode. We want to grab those two recent headlines, share a little bit of what it means with the interest rate increases that the, the Fed is communicating, how it impacts you specifically. This is a conversation we'd like to continue, we'd like to get a little bit more granular on. If you have questions, do not be shy uh, shooting them over. Uh, either DM us on our socials, hit us up on our support at troutwood.com email. We'd love to continue this conversation. It's important. One thing I have learned, Debt is the gateway to your other financial choices. The emotions that we as individuals feel around debt is a burden. It's an anchor. And we want to have a plan in place. We want to understand the impact of interest rates. We hope this episode kicks that uh, conversation off you know, amongst you, your friends, households, uh, et cetera. Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.